Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the Be the Change in Your Marriage podcast, where I help mamas find peace and love in their hearts and homes without couples counseling or rehashing problems. Come join me in my free Facebook group, Wives Changing Lives, because the Get Cozy by Valentine's Day challenge has been going hard. It's really a crash course in transformation with seven key points so far. On day one, we talked about having a vision for your life that guides your actions. If you're going to transform this relationship, you need to have a vision of what could be. If it's been wonderful in the past, it has the capacity to be wonderful again in the future, or at least beautifully instructive. You need to have the faith that your higher power is placing experiences in your path that are helping you grow the capacity for greater joy. Every pain point is an opportunity for learning and life events are not happening to you. They are happening for you, for your education. And the same crappy things are going to keep happening until you find the lesson in them and find gratitude for it. Having a vision will drive your actions. Remember this, be, do, have. First, be, embody, I am then do the things that person would do. The things that drive you toward the vision of what you hope to be and you will feel the kinds of feelings that person feels. Just listen to this amazing advice from David Cameron Gikandi. Quote, before you do anything, always ask yourself, is this who I am? Is this how I wish to define myself into a higher next? End quote. On day two, we talked about the three marriage advantages that come from taking bold actions which arise out of your driving sense of mission and purpose. Be, do. Let me explain what I mean. Taking actions to step into the identity and mission you are meant to take on in this life is not selfish. It makes you into a more beautifully tuned and impactful instrument in the hands of your creator. Selfishness is when you yield to those impulses that want to keep you small, stuck, comfortable, and afraid. What is your sense of I am inviting you to do? Go to the bookstore, a book club, buy some paints and a canvas, sing karaoke, spend an hour at the piano, go buy some power tools, volunteer at the food bank. Having a project and a purpose and letting your husband see it has at least three advantages. One, it's hot. It's just undeniably attractive to see people confidently pursuing what they feel called to do. Just think about Thor fulfilling his calling to protect his home Asgard and planet Earth alike. Okay, bad example because we're not controlling for other attractiveness factors. But I think you understand what I'm saying. Many times when you feel like you're trying so hard to connect with your husband and he's resisting, you'll get his attention by not needing it so much and connecting to your higher self. Two, it significantly reduces conflict. Why? When you have a strong, confident handle on the person you're becoming, you don't feel so triggered when he's critical or makes offhanded comments because your self-image isn't grounded in what's coming from him. You aren't afraid of what his disapproval means about you. You are much less likely to respond defensively because you don't need to. And three, it increases his respect for you and makes it more likely that he'll contribute around the house. 
if you make it a given that you have a life and a calling you're pursuing without any weirdness or needing permission, he will see it as a given as well and begin to see the household domain as more of a shared responsibility. I see it happen consistently with my clients. One of them had an adult son come home and say, Mom, why is Dad doing the dishes? On day three, we went through 17 questions to ask when tackling relationship obstacles to really broaden your perspective. The PDF worksheet with all the questions is posted in the group and you'll have access to it when you join. One challenge participant commented that the experience took a lot out of her emotionally. It is definitely enlightening, if exhausting, to consider an obstacle from so many angles. On day four, we talked about why it can be so hard to apologize, but that it's so important to do it anyway. Why is it that in marriage we're compelled to think, I won't put in any more effort to grow than he will? What is it about our committed romantic relationship that gets us measuring, weighing, balancing, and keeping score? Why would I compare my own efforts to his? We get stuck because of what we make it mean in our heads. Our brains tell us, if I let him think he's right, I lose. Lose what? The only thing you really lose is a degree of your ego. And as she ain't in the business of transcendent joy, good riddance. Girl, we can all do better. And why would you bring your growth to a halt just because it seems to you that he is? The worksheet for this day came with a plug-and-play apology template, which I dared everyone to fill out and send to their husbands. On day five, we talked about shifting our focus. What if your focus is only on the things that are supporting what you've decided about your husband because there is safety and predictability in being right and justified even if it means you're unhappy? And what if you made a conscious decision to become the gardener in your relationship and to give light, nourishment, and water to the aspects you genuinely want to grow? You are already your life's gardener. You just didn't realize you've been nurturing the prickle bushes and the deadly nightshade. Whatever you shine the light of your attention on actually gets bigger. If your focus is continually on the ways he's falling short, he's going to keep falling shorter and shorter until he falls out of love and your life. If he reaches for the Roku remote anytime you talk about feelings, Start by sharing a happy one. Maybe you share that you're feeling cozy just after intimacy when he's relaxed and then say, I felt like you were really tuning into me while I shared my feelings just now. That means so much to me. I love it so much when you, when you listen like you did just then. I've never appreciated before what an amazing listener you are. I really felt heard. This is not a lie. You're amazed when he listens. And then he begins to identify himself as a listener and you can make room for his potential as one. Thank you for being here and hearing me. It's the best gift. You totally held space for me while I shared. That is so sexy. It makes me want to take my top off. You are the best. You are all I need. And a squeeze on the tush, a kiss on the neck, and watch what adorable little seedlings of warmth begin to sprout. I guided everyone through the process in the handy accompanying worksheet available in the group of selecting the irritating traits, finding the positive opposites, and then crafting ways of making your man feel amazing anytime you notice the tiniest steps toward that potential. And when you do this, you are not only training him, you're training yourself. 
You are schooling your focus to be crowded with what makes life a paradise, to choose to nurture what nurtures your life and your love. This skill will serve you well no matter what turns your life and your marriage takes. On day six, we talked about the number one most important principle of communication, communication, which is to get him first. Let's say that your life is a road trip. You're tooling along in your sexy minivan when suddenly a railroad crossing barrier is lowered and it reads, you don't get me. You grind to a halt. Have you ever heard the old saying, I don't care what you know till I know that you care? Have you felt it? When someone lectures you from a place of disapproval with zero sense of how the words are landing for you, then no matter what words are uttered, the information has not been exchanged in a way that benefits either party. You immediately begin to console your stricken feelings by spinning a tale that negates what they're saying to create a comfy little loophole for you to crawl into and eat crunch and munch. He will do the same with your message if he senses he's not being seen and barely being tolerated. It's scary to feel minimized. Your mind will go into creative overdrive to try to counteract it and defend your space. So making the effort to get him, though it may feel tedious and annoying, is actually the most efficient way to communicate. It's the smoothest way to make the needed exchange. On day seven, we talked about rewriting your relationship history. Did you know that having a negative backstory like, we were too young, or I never would have married him if I'd gotten to know him better, is one of the main indicators identified by marriage expert Dr. John Gottman that a marriage is in serious trouble? If you hold on to a story like that, as so many women in troubled marriages do, I know I used to do it, your life is going to feel like a joke, like one long punishment for a mistake that will never go away. It will be very difficult to believe in a beautiful future for yourself, and that will make your present bleak, depressing, and pointless, and you'll be seeking comfort and distraction, and eventually you'll be divorced, or you'll just feel stuck like a prisoner who got a raw deal. On the worksheet, we listed examples of the bitter view. Stories like, I was drunk and immature when we met, and I never learned who he really was. And the better view, which might sound like, this all happened for a reason, and I'm going to learn what this has to teach me. And we went over three vital steps in detail to changing your tragic backstory to your favorite rom-com, or at least something you can be okay with. And that's where we left off. Kind of a fire hose in the face, if I'm honest. Sorry about that. But I hope you'll join the group if you haven't, because you can get all those valuable worksheets and all the videos to go with them, and you can work through them on your own timetable. Time Watching and focusing on one per week would be ideal. Valentine's Day was our focal point, but that really doesn't matter. We just used it as a symbol for leveling up your marriage to a more loving place. Jump in this weekend because we still have three more live streams. Monday, we'll talk about intimacy. Tuesday, V-Day, we'll talk about celebrating your love. And Wednesday, we'll announce the prize winners, talk about how you can wrap your head around everything and next steps you can take. I really hope to see you in the group. You deserve all the love and happiness you can hold. Till next time, bye. Bye.